After listening to Hugh this morning, I feel a little bit inadequate, but uh, hopefully we'll get through it. Maybe it's a little bit because of my sincerity toward it is not like it ought to be. Uh, That's what I'd like to talk about a little bit tonight is sincerity. If you would turn to Joshua 24 and look at verses 14 and 15. Says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God wanted his children to serve him with sincerity and truth. And you know, that hasn't changed uh, today. He still wants us to serve him in sincerity and truth. And this is something that I believe we need to constantly be aware of. It's uh, the character and nature of sincerity comes in many forms. If you would turn to Philippians 1, and let's look at verses 12 through 16. Philippians 1, verses 12 through 16. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. He spoke here of what they were preaching, what some were preaching, and they were doing it insincerely. Uh, Although the deed itself was good, it was tarnished by the, the speaker's uh, insincerity or not being genuine, maybe because of their uh, selfish ambition. But he said others spoke out of love, showing that they were sincere about what they were preaching. So even if the deed is good in the overall picture, we can still be wrong if we're not truly sincere. And when we say sincere, that's a, the word means to be genuine. Now if you wouldn't look at uh, verses 9 and 10 there in Philippians 1. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. 
Paul prayed here that they would have a greater love and knowledge of Christ. And, you know, if we have these traits, uh, they will help us be more sincere. <coughs> this is to help us and to test our sincerity. Love and knowledge will help us in our lives to test it, if, whether we're truly sincere or not. In 2 Corinthians 8, verses 8 through 11, Paul challenged the church at Corinth to pr prove their sincerity. If you would, turn over there and let's read that. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 8 through 11. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient to you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. He challenged them to pr prove their sincerity by following up on their intentions of helping others. So this is one thing maybe that we need to look at, how we help others and, uh, and our ability to follow through on, on our intentions. Uh, I want to look at a few areas. There's many that we could look at, but there's just a few that I'd like to look at. Uh, the first one's kindness. And are we sincere in that area? Are we as sincere as we need to be in the kindness to others? Look at Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. Romans 12, verses 9 and 10 reads, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. God requires us to treat one another with kindness. He wants our love and kindness to be genuine, not hypocritical. And he doesn't want us to do it just for show. If you would, look at Proverbs 26. And we'll read verses 24 through 26. Proverbs 26, verses 24 through 26. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips, and layeth up deceit within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. God warns us of those who are being kind just for show, and we don't need to we don't need to ever do that just for show. Be sincere in what we're showing to others is our kindness. Another one is encouragement. Are we truly sincere in the area of encouraging others? We need to build each other up. We're taught this throughout the Bible. It teaches us to say things to others to build them up, but not to tear them down. We should always be positive 
and encouraging to those that are around us. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 29. I think Q read that this morning, but let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. We need to have a concern for others. We need to be able to be sincere in being concerned about others. We need to care. In Ezekiel 3, verse 18, we read, When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. God requires us to take an interest in the souls of others. And we must be taking active enough interest to confront sin that comes before us. But you know, as, as we do that, we don't need to be as a busybody. We don't need to go too far in our concern and get into things that we don't need to know. In 1 Peter 4, verse 15, we read, But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. You know, sometimes we might get a little too nosy with the affairs of someone, and we use the guise of being concerned to get there, and that's something that God forbids us to do. Another thing that we should look at is our sincerity in the friendships that we choose and the friends we have. You know, there's in these friendships that we have, there's natural preferences. In 1 Samuel 18, verse 1, we can read, And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And then in Samuel 19, verse 2, But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David, and Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place and hide thyself. We can see from these verses that Jonathan and David had a natural bond between them. And we all develop special bonds with some people based on our uh, personal preferences or personalities. And in that, it's not wrong, but we're forbidden to show partiality based on shallow concerns you know do we play favorites based on what people have rather than on what they are this is something that God doesn't like if you wouldn't look at James 2 and we'll read verses 1 through 4 James 2, verses 1 through 4. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. 
For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are you not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? So we need to be careful in how we treat people, and how we claim to have a friendship with someone, we need to be sincere, sincere in how we approach that. Another thing we might look at is morality. You know, God requires us to have godly morals. In uh, 2 Corinthians 1, Verse 12 we read, For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and, in God, and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. Paul was sincere in conducting his life with godly morals, and we should be the same. Everything he did was to God's glory and honor. If you would, now look at Matthew 6, verse 1 through 3. It says, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. He warns us not to hold high standards for the sake of show. So, you know, the, if we have high moral stand, standards because of an ungodly pride, what, what does it gain us? We should have a true godly sincerity in everything that we do. This comes with love and study of God's Word. And by studying that, we can improve each and every day. We we'll look at Acts 2, verse 46. It reads, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from the house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. We should be sincere in everything that we do. This is something that God has asked us to do and commands us to do. I hope the thoughts have been, I know it's short, but I hope those thoughts will cause you to look and look at it a little closer and, and uh, study some things a little further if you have an issue with that.
this time we'll offer the invitation of the Lord. If there's one that needs the prayers of the church, if there's one that like to obey him in baptism, we ask you to come as we stand and sing.